I think this is really interesting. So I'm just going to read this. This paragraph is a little bit long, but I think this is really relevant to a lot of things that we've kind of discussed here. So he says his last paragraph in his readme is open source, not open contribution. He says, similar to SQLite, LifeScream is an open source, but closed to contributions. This keeps the code base free of proprietary or licensed code, but it also helps me to continue to maintain and build LifeStream. As offer of BoltDB, which I guess is another project that he worked on, I found that accepting and maintaining third-party patches contributed to my burnout, and I eventually archived the project. Writing databases and low-level replication tools involves nuance, and simple one-line changes can have a profound and unexpected changes in correctness and performance. Small contributions typically required hours of my time to properly test and validate them. I am grateful for community involvement, bug reports, and feature requests. I do not wish to come off as anything but welcoming. However, I've made the decision to keep this project closed to contributions for my own mental health and long-term viability of the project. I think that's so interesting. Good for him. Yeah. Right? Like he gets to set the rules. That's okay. We're gonna we're gonna work we're gonna work with it. He's given away his free thing. He wants to hear what people are doing with it, and then he's gonna fix it or not. And that's yeah. kind of yeah. it's open. You can fork it if you want to. Like everybody's following the social contract pretty well here. Yeah, it's very clear communication. And I think he communicated this in a way, which was, you know, he talks about how grateful he is. And he's not like, listen, you you bunch of jerks. I don't want to hear from you. He's, he was very thoughtful about how he communicated this. And I think it came across very well. And none of us have the right to, the, the, right, the pull request is not a right. It's a privilege. That was a clip from a recent Stack Overflow podcast, which I thought opened my mind as to what open source is. Uh, everyone is pretty familiar with the open source contribution model, but sometimes that contribution model contributes maintenance burden rather than uh, additional assistance. So it can be a good idea to close the repo to contributions, but you can still allow issues and feature requests and stuff like that. Just not core stuff because you are the only one that has enough context to deal with it. The second idea that I want to leave you with comes from Paul Ford in the same podcast. I highly, highly recommend this Stack Overflow podcast, even going all the way back to the original with Joe Spolsky. Anyway, the idea is really about keeping the core really tight, but then letting an open plugin ecosystem flourish so that people can write whatever code they need without adding uh, maintenance overhead or surface area to the core code itself. So that's what I'm going to leave you with. And it's a different project, but I think it's explains a lot of different open source successes, including, for example, React. This is infrastructural code. I mean, I'm, I'm now I'm on the live stream. It's L-I-T-E stream GitHub repo looking at this. And it's like, you're not putting in a pull request with a little tiny plugin or, or something like that. This is kind of a low level piece of Go code that, that runs and connects to SQLite and does some kind of dry stuff. So it's and it's, it's all about, SQLite is incredibly well-tested. It's like just, it's, it's famous for it. It's just enormous, countless tests for every new feature. And that means that it's not a light or simple thing to add to it, but it's really easy to write code on top of it or write your own sort of C module, et cetera. So, you know, to me, listening to you read that, there's a person named Simon Willison who has a project I love called Dataset, which is another SQLite ecosystem thing. And if you run Dataset, on the command line with the name of SQLite database, it will give you a really full-featured REST API mm, that's great. Uh, out of the box, as well as browsing tools online. So you can explore and play and do really complicated queries 
across a data set. So it's great for data journalists and folks like that. You know, Simon would accept requests for the, the core repo. He's not probably at this point, but he built a plugin architecture so that all of the changes can happen over to the side. It makes it very, very rapid. But there's a, a concept of core and a concept of plugin that I think is really cool. It's really healthy with these, right? Because you're like, okay, this is the core API. It's going to be, able, and the core API in this case is like, it can issue requests to SQLite and it can get data out and it can do all that stuff. And then there, you know, that's the concept of hooks and and sort of ways to to sort of know where you are in the life cycle of a request. And the plugin can talk to that and intercept requests and do things with the data that comes out. Deciding what's core and then what you're going to build on top of isn't actually, it's a very subtle problem, right? Like it's, it's what object-oriented programming is kind of supposed to be all about. 